Hello, welcome back to Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast. I'm your host, Al Sedano, and today we have a brand new guest host. Say hello to the Buck. Hey, how's it going, everybody? So, everyone say hi. Good, good, good. Yeah, I heard each and every one of them. I think one of them, I think one of them was my mother. Oh, you heard all three of them. Excellent. Yep. All right. So, the Buck is somebody I've podcasted with before, but you would not have heard that on this show or probably anything on iTunes, actually. Yeah, our stuff's not iPod worthy. No. The Buck and I worked on a show, did a show called, well, we briefly called it Forumcast, and then we ended up calling it Podrec. Yeah, Podrec was definitely a much more apropos uh, title. Yes. And where would that show have been found? Uh, the Buck on stuff.com and or just buck on stuff holy crap i can't even remember my own website <laughs> that's it okay is I, I forget buck the name on of the stuff.com buck on stuff.com don't worry i forget the name of the show half the time and i forget the thanos part we're professionals yes professional what we don't know but we're professional but yeah so what kind of stuff is what kind of site is buck on stuff if everyone wants to go there is a uh, movie review uh, website with interviews of different types of celebrities, random thoughts on TV shows, and just pretty much a pop culture website that doesn't get updated as much as it should. So yes, that is where you can go for that, and I would say go there, because there's a lot of cool stuff, including you can hear a lot of bad recordings of me and Buck making fun of stupid uh, different movies. Oh man, why do I keep that shit up there? <laughs> To embarrass us. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, we reviewed several movies on that on that show as well. Besides just talking about general culture stuff, we would actually watch some movie watch a movie and talk about them every once in a while. Just just that movie. A lot of them were bad. Oh so bad. And a lot of a lot of times we can never really truly agree on a movie. Like rubber. I, I actually thought it was brilliant. Yes. But you and the uh, other uh, co-host, uh, Justin, thought it was trash. <laughs> yes. But anyway, so yes, you can find more excitement like now. <laughs> <laughs> if you want, go to buckonstuff.com, and yeah, you can find the, most of them are probably still up there. Oh, they're all up there. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. All right. So that, the intro of the way, so you know Buck is now, so you're all, you're all ready and set, all of you. We are going to put in the synopsis for this issue, and so you know what happened in case you didn't read it, which in case you weren't paying attention to the title of the episode that was written on iTunes, it is Thanos vs. Hulk number one from December 2014, so we're doing something very recent. So here comes the synopsis, and then Buck and I will be back to talk about it. Thanos vs. Hulk number one had a cover date of February 2015 and went on sale on December 3rd. 2014, with an original cover price of $3.99. The writer and artist is Jim Starlin, inker Andy Smith, the letters were done by VCs Travis Lanaham, and the colorist was Frank Diarmata. Edited by Will Moss and Mark Pansia, assistant editor John Mosain, and the cover art, depending which cover you got, was either by Jim Starlin, Andy Smith, and Frank Diarmata, or by Ron Lim, Andy Smith, and Frank D'Armada. This miniseries starts with Iron Man, a.k.a. Tony Stark, at a S.H.I.E.L.D. facility in Nevada, demanding to know where Bruce Banner is. According to S.H.I.E.L.D. director Maria Hill, he is on vacation. 
Tony does not seem happy about that, but as Maria tells him, what is she supposed to do? Force him to stay? As she is trying to convince Tony of what a professional operation she runs, they are informed that the subdural tracer that they have on Banner has gone offline. When they check the drone camera that have been following him, they see a very short man in a loincloth pop out of nowhere and teleport away with Banner. Iron Man recognizes the kidnapper as Pip the Troll. Meanwhile, Banner wakes up being stared down by Pip, Blastar, and one of Annihilus's bug-like minions. He hulks out, but is brought down by the cerebral disruptor on his head. Having brought them the Hulk, Pip is given his payment in the form of his kidnapped girlfriend, Heated Delight, and teleports away with her. Shortly after, realizing that the Avengers will not be happy with him, Pip knows he has to figure out someone to help or con get the Hulk back. Due to his psychic link with the former Infinity Watch members, there is best bet, but since Adam Warlock is currently dead, the others are not suited to the task. Except for one. He teleports onto Thanos' ship and explains the problem to him. Thanos is of course as understanding as always, and threatens to lobotomize Pip. Again. After Pip leaves, Thanos does look into Annihilus' taking of the Hulk, which Pip had planned on. With his psychic link to Thanos, he was an Infinity Watch member after all, Pip hopes to pop in once Thanos knows where the Hulk is and bring him home. Back in the negative zone, we see why Annihilus wanted the Hulk. He had been depowered, or shrunk, and now looks like a small child version of himself. He plans on using the Hulk to repower himself, somehow. Speaking of the Hulk, inside his head, the Hulk and Banner are having a meeting of the minds, which is interrupted by the appearance of Thanos. To be continued. Okay, I'm going to do the promo now. Really? Finally. Okay, let's do the promo. What do you mean, let's do the promo? I'm the one who has to do it. Well, get on with it then. Okay, okay, here we go. Iron Man. The Incredible Hulk. The Mighty Thor. The Captain America. Wow. Being dramatic there, aren't we? Do do you think it's too much? Should I back off? No, 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 you're fine. You're good. Okay. You've seen the Earth's mightiest heroes in the Avengers franchise of films. Now you can enjoy the stories that have inspired those films through the magic of comic podcasting. Magic of podcasting? You sure about that one? Well, yeah, because, you know, we're awesome. Like, magic. Only without actually seeing any magical things. Just go with it, go with it, go with it. Okay. Don't forget to tell them what we're actually doing on the show. Oh, oh yeah, okay. So join Lily Wilson, the awesomest teenage comics fan in the world, uh-huh. as her father takes her through all the early comics that feature characters from the Avengers franchise of films. And some that aren't in those films yet, but will be. Because we started with the anime before we had a full film. Oh, well, yeah. And don't forget Spider-Man. So that's not the Avenger, but he's there. Oh, okay. So, um, maybe it should be that feature characters that have been, are currently, or will one day be in the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. Better. And where should they go not see this magical podcasty goodness? New episodes can be found... <coughs> do I have to do the voice? Yes, you do. Okay, okay. New episodes can be found at the Complete Marvel Reading Order website, cmro.travis-starns.com, 
and clicking under the Podcasts tab. Or on iTunes by searching Complete Marvel Reading Order, or just search for the name of the show itself. Um, Dad, don't you think we should actually say the name of our show? Oh, yeah, Avengers Inspirations Podcast. Listen and stuff. Yeah, good job, Dad. Thank you. Okay, we're back. Yay. That felt like forever. Because you didn't hear my sweet sexual voice. That's it. I know. Okay, so unlike Podrec, I actually took some notes on this issue, because I I didn't want to be unprepared like I was in a Podrec. Excellent. Okay, so yes, we have Thanos vs. Hulk, and this is a Jim Starlin joint. This is, you know, writing and penciling. So this is, to me, this is more real Thanos. But the Hulk is very uh, Frankenstein-like in the uh, visual aspect. I could not get past that. Yeah, his Hulk's a little weird looking. Yeah. Like, if you look at his face, he's just, or his head, he's just missing the two bolts on his neck. That really bothers me. Oh, yeah, that's true. I like the di- I like the scripting though for Hulk and Banner. The uh, back and forth nature of it. Yeah, the back and forth nature of Hulk and Banner together. I like that. Yeah, that was cool. And I say I like. Uh, yeah, when they're on that little planetoid in the brain. I was just about to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, when they're on, on the little uh, planet-like thing, that's when you kind of get the sense that they both know they need each other and they can't do without one another. It's a very uh, symbiotic relationship they have. I mean, obviously, at this point, this is recent Hulk. So, I mean, they've. it's not like it was in the 70s where it was always Hulk hate Banner, where is Banner? And Banner always trying to destroy the Hulk, you know, get, cure himself. So they've obviously, it does now. Nope. They've come to a bit more of an understanding that, understanding that they're the same person. But Hulk still does not like Banner. Well, yeah, but you don't know how many of us really like all of ourselves. I like myself 24-7. No, I said like yourself, not loving yourself. Oh, well, uh, well, I'm going to love myself later. Okay. That's probably something they didn't even know. Eh, they might. But yeah, and I did like how... One thing I always like about Starlin is his uh, design. His sense of design, his sense of using the page. Because the first few pages of this book, you start off with... Whatever other panels he has on the book page, whether there's a splash page or there's like six other panels, there's always one panel going over like the top, like, quarter, not even quarter, like eighth of the page. And it starts off with the uh, really close-up of a guy's eyes, and then if the camera, quote-unquote camera, slowly pulls back further and further until we see it's Bruce Banner, and then Bruce Banner's sitting somewhere, and then we realize he's sitting on this, like, little planet, almost like the image of the little prince, that children's storybook, where you can kind of like just walk around that planet mm-hmm. like in a minute, and then you see the Hulk, you know, pulls back more, we see that the Hulk's there too, and then it goes into the regular regular page of the two of them just talking. Yeah, I do I do like how the page pages are set up, but the art overall really bothers me. Well, besides yeah. the Hulk, what was it? Uh, Maria Hill, first page. Well, definitely there in the first page, she's a little funky looking. Funky looking, very sexualized. And then when you compare it to, uh, like, page two, much more detail on the face. Doesn't look anything like she does on page one. 
that bothers me. Uh, the color that Iron Man is, that bothers me. <laughs> I, I, that's n- nothing to do with the uh, artist. That just has to do with the character itself, always picking different color schemes for the suits. He just needs to pick one and stick with it. <laughs> yeah. That's, 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 that's just a little gripe that I always have, no matter what comic book, what movie, what cartoon series it is. So that's nothing against the artist. But the the color scheme also bothers me. It feels very childlike. I mean, you got Thanos and Hulk, two of the toughest sons of bitches in the Marvel universe, and it looks like something that would be on like a late '90s uh, Disney Channel cartoon, and that just bu- bugs me. Okay. And there's tons of aliens in it. They don't really look all that scary. I mean, you have uh, Blastar. He if I saw him in life in this style, I, w- I would probably call him Grandpa, you know, because he looks like an overweight grandfather. Well, not, not overweight in the sense that he's fat, just like his muscles aren't as toned and as ripped as they should be. He's got a long yellow beard, which kind of looks grayish in this. It does look gray, but I, I think he actually has an adult son, I want to say Blaster or something like that. So I guess he's supposed to be older, obviously. He's got to be, like, I, I would assume... I don't know how they age there, but I would assume he's at least in his 40s. Hmm. Well, if that's the case, okay. But where do you get where do you get that time frame from? I mean, it's definitely not from this issue, because there's no indication that he has a son from this issue. No, no, no. I'm, I just know from reading other things that okay. there, was, there was another Blastar-type character who was his son. Okay. That's just me remembering stuff, and I'm 90-something percent sure I'm right. Maybe 80-something percent sure. Well, that's better than me not knowing at all, so I'll take that. But beyond that, that's just my guess, that I think he is a little older. Mm-hmm. Okay. But again, also, I don't know how people in the negative zone age or what his race is. Yeah. And this is, like, the first time I've seen him in a long time, too, but normally he's supposed to be someone that's feared and you know, the big scary, and he he looks kind of jolly, you know? Yeah. Like someone they want to hang out with. He looks like the guy you would go, definitely go drinking with if you worked for an Annihilus. Yeah. He's and the guy that's going to take all his men out to drink, all his men out to drink after the, yeah. you know, doing, destroying and killing and pillaging. He's like, and now we party. And Annihilus said, what the hell's going on with Annihilus in this issue? Yeah, I'm not sure, um... Yeah, what well, we see Annihilus in this issue, and Annihilus looks like Annihilus Jr. Yeah, he he looks like the offspring of Annihilus. Yeah, he looks like Kitty and I. He's really tiny. He's tiny. He's adorable. Yeah. Let's yeah you you can pick him cute. up and put him in your pocket. Pretty much. Now, I have to assume then, considering when this took place, because this took place shortly, you know, a little bit before this actually came out. This what now? The issue. It's, this takes place not when it came out. It took place like a year or two beforehand. Editor's note, this story takes place before the events of Thanos the Infinity Revelation, and it takes place during a time when Banner was working for S.H.I.E.L.D., and that was during the uh, Mark Wade Indestructible Hulk run. So and that was during uh, New 52 or before New 52? It would have been around the same time New 52 was going on at D.C., but this, because the issue of Hulk... Oh, not, not, not New 52, uh, Marvel Now, what, what the hell? I think it? it would have been Marvel Now, because... 
we'll find this later out in the Friends and Enemies section, but the issue of Hulk that came out this month was Hulk number seven, and it's the Omega Hulk story by Gary Dugan and Mark Bagley. So, the Mark Wade series had been over for at least six months when this, you know, by the time this came out. But this wasn't this book, from what I remember reading, wasn't supposed to be a miniseries. This initially was a four-part story in that Savage Hulk book. If you knew about that one, they they came out with like a year or so ago. So this was supposed to be a part of the the main uh, comic then. Well, there was a it was a spinoff title called Savage Hulk. It, think of uh, Batman Legends of the Dark Knight. Okay. It was Hulkish stories by different creators that took place, you know, basically when he was just angry green guy. So you could have everything. You can have whatever Hulk was going on in the regular series, but you can still do angry green guy smashing everything in this book. Hmm. Okay. Because the first three or four issues are by Alan Davis, and it features the Hulk teaming up with the original X-Men. And I mean the original X-Men. This, this is a, they're in the costumes they were wearing, like, in the latter part of their original run. Where like Jean Grey had the green miniskirt, and Iceman was made of snow. Well, you know he was he was ice by then, but yeah, he oh. had some kind of costume. And Angel had like probably like his red or blue outfit with the halo in the middle, and the Beast had like his red and blue outfit that he was wearing before he became blue and furry. No, Beast was in, I don't think Beast was in it. I'm sorry, Havoc and Polaris were in it because that would have been the team about that time. It lasted for about that was like a three or four part story, and then they did another two parter. Actually, I forget who did that. And then this was supposed to be next, and instead they announced this as a uh, miniseries, probably because Thanos was becoming hot again, so they wanted to put Thanos' name on it. Marvel just trying to make a buck. Yeah. So, because I've heard a couple people criticize at some point, like a bit of this book, you know, the entire series, that it's not too much Thanos vs. Hulk. But to be fair, it originally wasn't supposed to be a Thanos vs. Hulk. It was a Hulk story that had Thanos in it. Yeah, but... But it was repackaged to be... Exactly. Thanos vs. Hulk. Yeah, it was repackaged. So if, if you're going to name something Thanos versus Hulk, there better be Thanos versus Hulk. Yeah. And I've only read the first two as of this recording, and I'm irritated because we haven't seen like a throwdown yet between the two. Yeah. Well, see, that's the annoying thing is that it's the unfortunately the story doesn't get to be told fully looked at on its own merits because if it was just in the Savage Hulk. You know, it's just a Hulk, like I said, it's a Hulk story yeah. that happens at Thanos. You don't have to, you know, you're not expecting it. But when they repackage it as Thanos vs. Hulk. And really, it irritates me more because of the cover. I, I love the cover on this uh, issue. Yeah, it's yeah, a nice big one of the Hulk and Thanos slugging it out with Banner stuck in the middle. Yep, so that right there gives you a feeling that, oh, hey, there's going to be fists flying left and right. There's going to be powers being used. Banner's in the middle trying to figure out, you know, how to save whatever these two are going to destroy, because let's be honest, if those two people get together, things yeah. are breaking. Oh, God, yeah. But in issue one, none of that. And in issue two, not really much of it. Yeah. And three and four, I don't know, haven't read yet. Yeah. So I will blame Starlin a bit for that one, because he did do the cover, but I'm not, I can't fully blame him for everything in the issue, not being Thanos vs. Hulk, since he right. originally created it as a Savage Hulk story. But you would think if he has creative control and he's making a miniseries called Thanos vs. Hulk, rewrite it. Do something so it is Thanos vs. Hulk. Yeah. That's a possibility. So, but, anyway. but I would definitely buy the cover. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> like, a sweet put, cover. Put that on my wall. That's yeah. for damn sure. That's, yeah, without, like, the co- like, without the whole uh, credits and, and Marvel yep. and the c- credit box and everything. No words. 
Just just the art. Yeah, that's a sweet that is a sweet image. Yeah. So anyway, like we told I said in the uh synopsis, the whole premise is that Banner's on vacation. Which I like I like I like Maria Hill's re- response to that when Iron Man freaks out that she's letting the Hulk go off on his own. He's like yeah. What I'm gonna stop him. Yeah. Really? First off, he's a citizen. He's not a part of Shield, so we have no control over him. And do you really want me to arrest him? <laughs> yeah. It's like really, I'm supposed to cause a, like destruction of half the country because I don't want him to go on vacation. If Bruce Banner wants a day off, Bruce Banner will get a day off. And, and, and that leads me into my next question: This still is still involves the taking the day off. When the hell did he learn how to ride a motorcycle? Because like that's something that I would never expect him to do. Peter Parker had a motorcycle in the '60s. Yay for him! <laughs> yeah, well, look at him. I mean, it's not like he's. He's not like I mean, but but that was a spider cycle. But that was a spider cycle, wasn't it? I'm talking about regular cycle. I didn't know about that. I knew about the spider cycle, where you know it was all decked out in cobwebs and his colors and all that. Uh, No, no, no. When he was first, when you first meet Mary Jane, they go on a date. He has a regular motorcycle. Now that's a much cooler Peter Parker. (laughs) Yeah, I I figure even if we've never seen it before, Banner spent so many years on the road. Yeah. At some point, he's probably he probably has the equivalent of a CDL. Yeah, I, I kind of went down that road too. You know, I and mean, he he's been traveling like crazy. I'm sure he knows how to drive almost every form of transportation there is. Yeah, and between all that time spending with Rick Jones. Yep. You know, I'm sure he knows how to drive up. Like I said, he probably knows how to drive a, a tra- you know tractor trailer. You know, he could do the big rig. He knows how to drive a car. He knows how to use a motorcycle because he probably had to use whatever he could. But still, a motorcycle, you would figure someone with a brain like that and his uh, engineering experience, he'd be driving like a fantastic car, you know? <laughs> that's that's what I see him going on a on a day trip in. Mm, true. And considering the, the whole point of that ser- series was him creating new things. Yeah. I do like how he gets kidnapped, though. I do like oh. the whole thing of them watching the kidnapping and trying to figure out who it is. Yeah. Pip, who's Pip? <laughs> it's yeah. There's a spark of light behind him, and Maria Hill says, "Which turns into a little man in a loincloth." <laughs> like Iron Man saying, "Loincloth? Oh crap!" <laughs> I do like Pip. He, Everyone likes Pip. Pip is he, fun. He's underused, but I think that's good. You want him just enough to be entertaining. Yeah. No, even in the original, I just reread the original Starlin run of Warlock, like to the end. Mm-hmm. And, like, you'll get Pip there, and then Pip will be gone for, like, most of the issue, or even for an issue or two. And then he'll be back. I mean, he even got his own story for the whole issue, but then he was gone for, like, the next three, for the most part. Now, so. maybe you can answer this. When uh, Maria and uh, Stark are talking about who the troll is, which I, I like how they keep calling him troll. I like, actually, I like what she says, pull up anything on Pip the Toll. Oh, like, Toll. Oh, that's what it was? Toll? Yeah, she says Toll, and he says, no, it's Troll. She goes, Really? Troll? <laughs> and I love the picture that S.H.I.E.L.D. has a Pip. Like, this just smiling, happy, yeah. like, school picture. Like a pig and shit. Which, probably for Pip, is probably like a mugshot. Oh, yeah, that's probably taken by, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. But now, uh, okay, so I have that page pulled off. It says uh, he's an extraterrestrial teleporter with some unique side abilities. What are his side abilities? I don't know, because I thought the teleporting was his side abilities. Yeah, I thought I, mean, I thought the teleporting was the only ability he had. I mean, unless they're talking, 
I guess, some basic thievery skills. Con man, because he definitely lies like crazy and gets people to believe shit. Yeah, so maybe there's that. Because, yeah, the only thing I really knew about him doing was the uh, the teleportation. And he, so he's a better teleporter than Nightcrawler, I assume, since he can teleport interdimensionally. Like, well, intergalactically, at least. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Yes, because that's from when he was part of the uh, Infinity Watch, from the Warlock and the Infinity Watch series. He had the uh, Space Stone with him the entire run of that series, the Space okay. Infinity Gen. So it's an after effect of that. Even though he doesn't have the gem anymore, he can basically teleport anywhere in the universe. And that, so so he's the greatest teleporter in the Marvel Universe, right? Probably, or at least the top in the top four or five. Like Lila Cheney probably. Says, well, no, actually, I'd say even more than Lila Cheney. What about Portal? Um, I think that's... Oh, the Darkhawk guy? Yeah. I don't know the extent of his. Because actually, I just read him recently. He was in the uh, Wolverine's weekly series. Oh my god, they're still doing weekly series? Well, no, it ended. It was only like 20 issues. Oh, okay. It ended like two, a month or two ago. It ended before Secret Wars. Okay. Because yeah, like, teleportation doesn't get a whole lot of play or explanation in any kind of comic company. She's like, okay, this guy can do this, this guy can't. And I just find that a little bit vague, you know? Yeah, I think actually he might be the best, because you got people like Magic and Lila Cheney who can teleport almost anywhere, but they have to go to one pla- one certain place. Like, Magic has to teleport to Limbo and somewhere else. Oh, there's a middle point for them, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, Magic can only, tele- like, Magic can only teleport to Limbo and back. But when she leaves Limbo, she can go anywhere she wants. Mm-hmm. So that's how she does that. Same thing with uh, Lila Cheney from the X-Men as well. She has her own, like, planetoid she can teleport to and back. So anyway, good job on Iron Man on at least being intelligent enough to know that, well, half the time when Pip shows up, usually we end up having to deal with this other guy. Yeah. You know, Thanos. Especially since, you know, they would have been very, a lot closer to the uh, Infinity storyline that happened in Marvel, which is a Thanos story. One that I never got into, but I wanted to, because Thanos is... One of my favorite villains in the Marvel Universe, but yeah, unfortunate I've, stuff happened, and I just couldn't see spend the money on the whole series. Exactly. I'm going to be covering that soon, actually, but I have not read that yet at all. So I have no idea what happens, really, for the most yeah. part in Infinity. I have a vague knowledge of a few random things, but that's it. See, I, I read uh, the first three were is essentially Thanos' uh, origin. You know, when okay. he... When he met death and why he does what he does. I'm trying, what was it? it was, uh, oh, the Thanos Rising series? Yeah. That's right, because that was part of the whole Infinity thing, yeah. Yeah. I never finished that, which oh, sucked because I was, I was enjoying it. I'm like, this is a twisted freaking guy. <laughs> yeah, I do need to read that. But yeah, so here, I do like the little bit of play, though, between Iron Man and Maria Hill at the end of this. He's like, you still think giving the Hulk surely was such a great idea? Maria, an exciting new career in food services awaits. Yeah. We can always expect expect a nice little quip from uh, Tony there. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, she's, she's like, oh, this isn't going to be great, but she's not too upset. She's like, look, it's the friggin' Hulk. <coughs> Something's going to happen at some point. Ooh, by the way, I love the design. I am very amused by the design of, of Annihilus' spaceships. Yeah, what the hell? I was looking at that, and... It's it, a bug. Is it a bug, or is it a vacuum cleaner with teeth? Either way. Or is it a, or, or is it a razor, an electric razor? 
Maybe I don't know. Maybe because it's a razor. Because yeah. it looks like one of my electric razors. Minus the pincers at the front. Yeah, minus the pincers. Well, eh, yeah. Put it on a special adapter, then you know it kind of looks like it. Help trim your beard. Yeah. And it, and it reminds me of someone out of a Farscape, like it would be in a Farscape uh, episode. <laughs> I like that last panel, though, Bruce Banner waking up and just looking up at these three faces looking down at him. Like, yeah, I'd be a little shocked, too. You get this giant bug creature, Blastar, and Pip the Troll. Hey, which one do you think he, he's most mad at? Blastar the alien or Pip? Because I imagine Bruce would know who the hell Pip is. Um, I think he does. So yeah, probably Pip. He probably knows up to go. Pip, what the hell's going? What the hell did you do? Yeah, what have you gotten me into now, little man? You know, and obviously not something that they were planning on actually, because they were able to take the Hulk out pretty quickly. Yeah, that that was crazy. That that's that's why I don't like the design of Blastar. I mean, he's from the negative zone. He took out the Hulk with technology. He's clearly very freaking smart. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, most people, yeah, they just kidnap Bruce Banner and they forget. Oh yeah, we gotta deal with the Hulk. Yeah, they're like, oh, don't don't worry. He's he's a little nerd. He's a little geek. He's not gonna hurt anyone. Oh, then he gets mad. Then he gets mad. How did and, we not foresee this happening? <laughs> we only know. About him because his freaking identity is out there now, but yet we still don't do anything to protect ourselves. Well, I mean, maybe not everyone knows. I mean, after all, the Hulk's only been known to be the Hulk. Bruce Banner's only been known to be the Hulk in the Marvel Universe since, what, 1968, 69? Mm, yeah, that's, that's not enough time. Not enough time for everyone yeah. to know this. <laughs> not at all. I mean, there's only, like, a five-star general out to get his ass every month, you know? Pretty much. More so when it comes to the cartoons. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, but at least we get a reason why Pip is, I mean, Pip's always been a little bit of a scum. Yeah. But he's not a villain. No, he, he likes to cater to himself, but he also seems to be the type that doesn't want anyone else to get hurt unless absolutely necessary. Yeah. Like, he, he, he's like the thief with a conscience. Exactly. So, yeah, but he's going to rescue Heater Delight, who is not a new character. She's actually been around for a while. Is she? Because I was wondering who the hell that was. She first appeared, he did the light, the first appeared Warlock number 12, back in like 74. It's the all-pip issue. Is it real? I would actually be interested in reading that one. So is she like just a, like an Orion girl from Star Trek? Pretty much, yeah. She's first, in that story, she basically meets Pip, because uh, Pip is the last one to walk out of a bar fight, because Pip was hiding. Of course. But she thinks, you know, but of course Pip walks out like, oh, yep, I'm done. Those guys learned their lesson. And she is uh, basically a slave to this guy in his, like, pleasure cruiser, uh, pleasure cruiser. And she doesn't want to be. So she wants Pip to rescue her, which she cons him into doing. And actually the whole point was not that she had an interest in Pip. She actually had a man, but she didn't want her man to actually get hurt fighting this guy. <laughs> Little does she know. Her man, by the way, Star Fox. Are you serious? Yep. Oh, my God. And just for everyone out there, we're not talking about the video game character. Nope. She's nope. actually appeared two other to- uh, three other times since her first appearance and here. All in Star Fox stories. Did she appear in that one 
uh, story of uh, She-Hulk. I don't remember what year it was, but it was pretty much when they found out that Star Fox uh, has like a latent ability that he didn't know about that makes all the way. Essentially, he like secretes a Spanish fly oh. somehow. You mean the same way Sp- Spider-Woman does, but no one cares? She does that? Yeah. The Jessica Drew Spider-Woman. I, didn't, I did not know that about she her. She has pheromone powers, too. Oh, well, yeah, no, I knew about the pheromone powers, but if she can't use them to the extent that he does. Oh, okay, okay. so I didn't read that She-Hulk story. As far yeah. as I know, she's not in that story, because I only show three issues that she's in between the Warlock 12 and here, and none of them are She-Hulk. They're all oh. in the, actually, they're all, like, 88, 89, and 90. Yeah, because, like, in that issue, uh, she pretty much takes him to court because uh, someone claimed that he raped her. Oh, I've heard about that story. That's right. Because of his powers. And it was a really interesting read. And some of the things that he got characters to do to each other because of his powers, like Juggernaut and uh, She-Hulk. Oh, God. Yeah. But, yeah. And it was so funny because there's, like, nothing stops the Juggernaut. And she's just like, oh, God. (laughs) But, yeah, so Heaters appeared in Marvel Comics Presents 22. And 65, and Avengers Spotlight 21. So they're all like little eight, nine page Star Fox backup stories. And she has no power. She's just a uh, sex object, yeah. essentially, right? Yeah, basically, she's just a you know, hot alien chick who mm-hmm. apparently at some point since 19, in the early 90s has apparently left Star Fox for Pip or got dumped by Star Fox. She seems very disinterested in what's going on here. Oh, yeah, she it's just like, oh, hi, there's Pip. And she doesn't even know this is the big green elephant in the room. <laughs> I've come to rescue you. That's sweet. Yeah. Watch the hair. Yeah. Is that, like, her character throughout everything, or is that just the way she's acting with him because she has, like, absolutely no interest? Probably the latter. Okay. Because, I mean, she doesn't see... She was a little ditzy, but she didn't seem that vapid in uh, the first appearance, at least. The Warlock 12. Now, I have not read the other three, so I have no idea if something is changed since then or something happens. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, for all I know, you know, she's killed and resurrected, but her mind has been replaced with that of tapioca pudding. <laughs> or build a cat, you know, no clue. But a couple of pages later, they're in a bar with uh, some Guardians of the Galaxy. In you there. see what bar they're in? Yeah, Sterling's. Yes. Which, so, yeah. I'm just like, okay, that that's... That's neat. <laughs> Even makes fun of himself and that one of the characters looks at it and says, what kind of name is that for a gin joint? Yeah. Oh, no, there's a lot of a- Marvel alien or cosmic uh, cameos here. I mean, Gamora's in that first panel right there. Wait, where is... Because I'm looking at the first panel. Wait, right? She's the one walking away. She's the woman walking by herself. Oh, see, that, that's that's not the Gamora I know. Wait, by her... Oh, up there. Never mind. First panel up top. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at, like... The uh, one where they're sitting down and there's two characters that I don't uh, recognize whatsoever. The first panel? I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, panel yeah. two? Yeah, that's yeah. Karnak and uh, Gorgon from the Inhumans. Oh, that's Karnak. Okay. Karnak is, by the way, getting his own series soon. That would be a weird series. What's he going to do? Just find the weak points of everything? I, <laughs> it's uh, Warren Ellis. Really? Yeah. Is it going to be Marvel Main or is it going to be some... Uh, other imprint for Marvel, then? I don't know. I think, it, I, as far as I know, it's just a Marvel series. Wow. Huh. Yeah, it's I'd one be... of the new ones they announced. Well, I'm interested, then, if he's doing that, taking on such a odd character. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know how long he's going to be on. He might be like Moon Knight and, you know, just be on for six issues. Oh. But it was still a damn good six issues. Yeah, that's one I haven't been able to get to yet, which you know really irritates me. Yeah, it was a good it was a good Moon Knight series, though. Oh, I, I don't doubt it. How, how does it rival the, uh, um, the Finch-Houston run? I don't know, actually. Okay. I've never read those. That, that was a fantastic one. But anyways, yeah, I know there's a lot of freaking... Uh, well, yeah, Quasar. Yep. Uh, Drax. Um, the uh, blue guy there. Ronan the Accuser. Ron, where, where is he? He's in the last panel, the last panel of the bar. It's like the, it's like on the top, it's like the top two panels on the next page. Oh, okay, because I'm only showing one. Okay, yeah, because I'm doing a uh, one-page display at a time. On oh, my... yeah. Yeah, the next page. Okay, yeah, there's Ronan. Yeah. But on uh, the page before that, panel four, there's a blue guy with horns. Yeah, I don't know if that's supposed to be anybody or not. I mean, he's colored in, so you would think he is, because everyone who's not somebody is all, like, the same kind of background color. Now, in the... Uh... Guardians of the Galaxy movie, there's a blue guy, played by Michael Roker. Yes, that's Yondu. Who was an original Guardians of the Galaxy with a different uh, appearance and slightly similar power. I'm wondering, if, is is that supposed to be him in that panel? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. I don't remember seeing... I mean, the only reason I actually even realized Gamora was in this book, because I kind of glossed over her, too, when I read it. <laughs> Was because I looked up on Comic Book DB and it lists appearances, and it lists that Gamora was a, made an appearance. Oh, and I went oh, and I had to go back and look. Okay, but yeah, Quasar actually gets the most play in this. I mean, he's only appears in three panels, but more than all the rest of them. Yeah, and apparently Heather's uh, heater is uh, trying to hit on him. And I love that. I, I cracked up like that. Hey, Blondie, how do you like to buy a lady a drink? I mean, that's more. I, I imagine her saying that with more emotion than when she actually saw Pip for the first time coming to rescue her. Yeah, I mean, everything that she's actually. I, I got the same impression that the way she was talking to Pip, she was kind of like not even thinking. She's like, ah, oh, that's sweet, whatever. Yeah. Watch the hair. You know, oh, what are you going to do? Where's your money? Yeah. And then as soon as, we, as soon as we get to the part where Pip said he's going to try and get some, con somebody to get him out of this mess because he doesn't want the Avengers going after him for kidnapping the Hulk, which makes sense. He says, Warlock's dead. So it only leaves the big guy. And all of a sudden she gets, the per voice gets really small. It's like, you don't mean... Like, that's the first time all of a sudden she starts thinking. Yeah. Like, Wait a minute, I should start paying attention to what this little idiot's saying because I don't know if he's going to get me involved with that guy. And I don't want to be. And I want to know, why does Pip fear the Avengers? I mean, he can teleport anywhere, and it looks like it's instantaneous. If I was him, I wouldn't be scared of anybody. Yeah, but, well, I guess eventually, you know, someone like that, you might be worried. You don't want people like that who are going to start thinking of ways to maybe stop you from teleporting. Mm, I don't think anyone's that smart. (laughs) Never know, and Pip's not that bright. So it's not like they have to really try hard to even make him think or, you know, he might not be book smart, but he's definitely street smart. And I, I remember that just from a few episodes he was in, like the uh, what was the uh, X Men cartoon in the nineties, I believe. He was in that. I'm trying to remember. Wow, I have to go back and see. Well, no, he definitely is street smart here because I mean, Let's his plan him. is to con Thanos yeah. into helping him. He blows the Thanos' ship, so yeah, he does have some street smarts here. I mean, definitely. I like his plan. I like the plan. 
show up with a lie that they're going to see through because they're expecting a lie and then give them the real lie. Yep. And give them just enough truth so they can't tell it's a lie. And I love that one pic, that one page where the two of them are sitting there talking and Thanos is in his chair and Pip's just sitting on the floor chatting away. Silver Surfer anime series, not a... Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, they did a lot of weird things in the X-Men one, so it would have been possible. I wouldn't have been yeah. completely shocked if he was. Yeah, I was thinking it was during the uh, Planet Mojo uh, storyline they had. Yeah. But that was uh, not Silver Sable, the uh, six-armed chick. I can't, I can't remember. Spiral. Spiral, yeah, who was the teleporter. That's it. That's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot her. Yeah. But yeah, I love this whole thing of Pip just sitting there on the floor chatting away to Thanos. Not only that, but like, to go back on the uh, lie thing, I, I, I like the lie uh, counter that they have. They have a little box, lie number one, then he speaks. Then lie number two, he speaks. Yes. <laughs> Actually, oh, that's cool. To be fair, they did a real lie counter of Pip. It would be like every panel, lie yeah. number five, lie number six. Every time he spoke, it would just keep going up and up and up. <laughs> but yeah, this is a good plan of his. He asked Thanos for help with this. Thanos, of course, is, you know, well, like this. Do you remember last time you bothered me, I lobotomized you? <laughs> Which is pretty much how Pip was killed originally in the 70s. And then he's like, okay, never mind, and he leaves, leaving Thanos going, hmm, this might be something I should look into. You just hear Pip going, sucker! And I like the uh, angle and uh, not the... Uh Oh, the uh, not not the projection, but the uh, perspective. Per- thank you, perspective of that panel with Thanos on his throne, looking down at Pip. It, yeah. it just gives a real sense of, hey, I'm in control here. I'm Almighty, and you're nothing. Well, consider, yeah, and the size. I mean, Pip. If they're both standing up, Pip's not even coming pa- much past his knee. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, Thanos is huge. He is a big guy. He's big boned. Oh, yeah. And Pip is probably, like, what, three foot? <laughs> Something like that. But, I like, like you said, he has street smarts. He's like, you know, he knew Thanos gets, cur- you know, is very curious, you know, has that curiosity, and he also doesn't want anyone to be worse than him, more powerful than him. You know, if Blastar has the Hulk, he's on his way to, you know, he might be on his way to becoming a problem. Yeah, that could definitely be an issue. Because they, if I was Thanos, first thing I'd be thinking is, are they trying to make... Hulk clones out of uh, negative zone creatures. Oh, that would not be good. Can you imagine an annihilation wave if that's what it was? Oh my god, J- just nothing but Hulks. I think Galactus would have an issue with that. But yeah, I, I love Pip here. I love Pip. He's just so proud of himself now. He's so smug. Yeah, just sitting on the floor next to Thanos, telling lie after lie, believing oh. that Thanos is. Buying every word he's saying. Allowing himself to get, quote-unquote, kicked out. And he's like, okay, I just wait till Thanos gets near the Hulk. I can, you know, because apparently he has a link with all the former Infinity Watch members, since they all had the gems for a long time. So Mm -hmm. he's like, I get a read off Thanos, I go right, I grab the Hulk, bring him back to Earth, everyone's happy, and I'm the hero. (laughs) I just love a tale where the troll turns out to be the hero and gets the girl in the end. (laughs) Wow, that's... That's not revealing at all. What, what do you think about yourself, Al? Tell me. How, how do you see yourself? Not as much as Pip does. 
Yes, and then so yeah, let's see here. So we have the the part where we see Itty Bitty and Nihilus. <laughs> Would you be scared of that if you saw that in real life? No. I'm I'm assuming I'm guessing this has something to do maybe with annihilation. Maybe that's what like yeah, like maybe he used up all his power and it like shrunk him somehow. Because he was almost killed. Because didn't like Nova like rip, you know, like pull him out of his own throat. I honestly don't remember how that ended. I didn't read it, but I was trying to keep up with it on uh, comic sites, so I kept reading the, spo- the so-called spoilers. But for me, it was just whatever. Yeah, no, because so. I mean, from what I understand, analysis like that's not him. He's in the arm. Like, that's like a, a oh, suit yeah. of armor, basically. Yeah, the, or it's uh, would be. Or whatever I, bugs have now. What's that called? Exoskeleton? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I remember, like, the end of Annihilation, Nova, Richard Ryder, like, reached down his own, th- reached down Nanas' throat and pulled him out of it. That that seems familiar somehow for some reason. I'm sure probably in sites they've shown the image since then. Yeah. But, so I'm guessing it maybe had something to do with that. I'm just surprised, I mean, I don't know enough about Annihilus, so I have to wonder, like, is his exoskeleton, like formed around him like like it's a natural thing or does he actually create it because if he's creating it why wouldn't he just build a regular size one and just it, control have controls to make him look regular size it might automatically form to whatever is on the inside see that right. would make more sense and, and i'm thinking maybe nihilus is trying to use the gamma radiation in the hulk to increase his size oh yeah that's that's the only reason i can think of that they kidnapped the hulk yeah, and except the fact to learn to tell us that the Hulk smells. You know, oddly enough, I, I don't think the Hulk would smell. Oh, according to the Nihilus, he does. Yeah, well, I bet we all smell according to him. That's true. Because we are all alien to him. I like that. He should be referred to as the incredibly melodious Hulk. I, I had to look that word up. <laughs> I'm assuming it meant smelly. I had to look it up, and I don't even remember what it what it meant. Malodorous, M-A-L-O-D-O-R-O-U-S, which I'm probably mispronouncing. All right, uh, M-A-L, what? M-A-L-O-D-O-R-O-U-S. O-U-S, all right. Let's find out here. Having an unpleasant or offensive odor, smelling bad. That's, and it's an adjective. Ah. It can be confused with odorous, furious. Smelly and stinky. Stinky. See, I always got the impression looking at the blaster would smell. Yeah. He looks like he smells and yeah. doesn't care. Yeah. I mean, look at how he's standing. I mean, he knows he reeks down there. He probably does not bathe very often. Only when forced. But yeah, he does look like he smells, especially like under the underarms, because that, that armor is not... Doesn't doesn't look like it has good air circulation. <laughs> It's a weird design. I mean, his he has full pants on, armored pants, but still, you know, his tor- bottom torso is fully covered. The top part is just like the top hat. It just covers his arms, really, and around his, like, part of his chest and neck. Yeah. It's like a cut-off jacket that you can't close because his pecs are too big. Yeah, it's a weird thing. I mean, I was going to say something about the little loincloth thing he has, but I realized he's just copying a Nihilus. Yeah, but... Because a Nihilus has that little loincloth thingy, too. But his loincloth is bigger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, now I'm imagining a Nihilus without the loincloth. That's a weird image. Yeah. I mean, this is 
Well, that's that's Kirby because I mean that's still the Kirby design for Nihilus. The Blastar, yeah. the Blastar is obviously a different design than Kirby's. This is not the way he appeared first back in the Fantastic Four. Uh, Fantastic Four number sixty-two, actually. Sixty-two. Yep, Blastar first appeared in Fantastic Four sixty-two. Let's see what he looks like. And if anyone wants to hear more about that, I recommend go listen to uh, the Fantastic Cast episode seventy-one because they know how to cover Fantastic Four stuff. Uh, I really gotta narrow down my search. Oh well, I'll look for it later. <laughs> Let's see here. We talked a little bit about the planet. Yeah, we got back oh. back to Hulk and Banner there. Okay, so let's see. They're on the planet. They're talking. Hulk will never die here. Hulk will never give up. He doesn't know the definition of surrender. He doesn't know the definition of a lot of words. That's very true. That's why we have Banner. (laughs) I do like the Hulk. The Hulk even gets a good comeback, though. Because the Banner's kind of being sarcastic the Hulk the whole time. (laughs) He's like, stupid Banner mock Hulk? (laughs) Really, that that, that was the comeback? (laughs) No, 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 but I'm just saying that Banner's mocking him. At the very end, though, when Banner says, I guess I stopped fearing death after I met you, Hulk's just like, because, you know, so that's why Banner's not afraid of dying, because he's not afraid anymore. Right. And Hulk's like, stupid attitude. Just the way that, just the way that panel, that panel plays out at the end there. I like that. See, that, that, that felt very un-Hulk-like to me. Because he, he's saying he fears death with that comment. And that that's saying he feels that he is stoppable. And that's why he's fighting, though, as opposed to Banner saying, well, I'm not worried about it anymore, so I'm just going to let it happen. Yeah, but, but Banner's being more realistic than the Hulk. I mean, yeah, Grant, he's a different creature altogether, but Hulk has always been, nothing can stop me. I'm the strongest there is. I will defeat anything that comes at me. But now he's like, yeah, death scares me. Like, no, death doesn't scare you. If death scared you, you wouldn't be fighting Thanos. You you wouldn't be fighting against the Avengers back in the day or anything else like that, you know? Actually, I don't know. I kind of like the fact that because the Hulk actually under, gets a concept of that, that's why he's fighting. Because he doesn't want to die. And that's why the Hulk will fight and why Banner will kind of just give up. Because Banner's like, well, I'm not afraid of death anymore, so it's okay if it happens. And the Hulk's like, screw this, I ain't dying. I'm going to go through anybody and anything I have to. Uh, you know, I'm going to tear through everything, because I'm going to live, bitch. Yeah, I, I can sort of see what you're saying there. I mean, I can see how you're like, why the Hulk shouldn't be scared. So I can get that to bit, too. Right. But for me, it kind of does work, because I kind of like... Because it's something that doesn't have to be done... It's not like that's something that has to be said all the time. But it can still kind of work in most situations. You know, most of the situations with the Hulk you read, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, that kind of, it still can kind of fit. Right. Even if it's not actually said. Now, isn't, like, Hulk the uh, last survivor in the Marvel Universe when uh, they killed off the Marvel Universe in the end series? Uh, Thanos was. Oh, Thanos? I thought it was the Hulk. I mean, I'm sure Hulk was in it. I'm trying to remember how much he was in it, actually. But, no, Thanos was the the one. Okay. I, wait, no, I, I think you and I are thinking... You're, you're thinking of, like, Marvel, the end, the actual end series. Yes. Right, right. yeah. No, I'm thinking... Because wasn't there a whole bunch of end miniseries? Oh, like, yeah, there, they did. There was for, a Punisher yeah. one. Yeah, there was a Punisher, there was Fantastic Four, and I know there, I can't remember who else had it. I know there was, like, a, a 18 issues of X-Men. Oh, was that long for the X-Men? Claire, Claremont wrote it. It was a three oh. six-issue minis. 
That explains that. It was three six-issue miniseries. Maestro, Maestro's the Hulk, right? But in an alternate timeline. Yes, yeah, so in the Future Imperfect story. Okay, I think that's. I think I'm, I'm. I think I'm mixing up Future Imperfect and the End. Because isn't he like the last one in that then? Yes, because he okay. mostly because he went after and killed most of them. I think. Okay, that that's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, there also. I'm pretty certain there was a Hulk the End too. So he probably was the last. You know, he probably was the last survivor in that one. Yeah. Because. Usually, whoever gets you know whoever name is on the title, if it's like a post-apocalyptic story, is the one that lives. True. Anyway, so that's the issue. And speaking of buying comics, I'm going to tell you where where you can get this book besides in the original format, which you can also still find probably on shelves somewhere or recent back issues. But there is now a Thanos vs. Hulk trade paperback, which reprints all four issues, and it's also available in Comicsology digitally. Or you can get on the Marvel's Digital uh, Comics Unlimited site. And that's where I have mine. Yes. Which I would say is that for people who have the issues of budget of stuff, it's probably your best bang for your buck of buying, uh, for, at least for Marvel, as long as you're okay with digital. Because 10 bucks a month, that's $120 a year. And I think if you buy the digital one, a yearly subscription, it's a little cheaper. And you can definitely read more than $10 worth of comics. Yeah, three issues alone is more than ten dollars worth of comics. You can read enough if you if you count the books as a dollar an issue, you could still read well over ten dollars a month. Just read one title, just read one issue a day. So I would say if you're budget conscious and you're a big Marvel fan, that is probably as long as you're okay with digital, that's probably your best way to go. And it for those of you that have been on the fence about digital, if you have a nice size screen like a 21-inch screen, you full-screen the uh, app on the Marvel website, it's like a actual comic book size comic. So you will be able to see everything. You'll be able to read everything. Everything's not squished together. It looks nice. So don't worry about that. Yeah. Or you could read, like, I mean, half the time I read it, half the time I read it on my laptop. I see. That's too small for me. It's even bigger. Well, it's bigger than a regular comic screen. So most people read these on, like, their tablets. Yeah, see that that bothers me. I I can't do that. I I have to have the size. I'm the size queen. <laughs> I knew you had to see something like that. <laughs> hey, I've been behaving today. This show can now be found on Stitcher. In case you don't know what Stitcher is, Stitcher is radio on demand, a free app that lets you listen to all your favorite shows, plus discovered from twenty thousand others. Available on iOS, Android. Nook, and iPad. Don't have Stitcher? Download it free today at Stitcher.com or in the App Store. Besides listening on Stitcher, you can send an email at resurrectionspodcast at yahoo.com, go to the show's Tumblr page, where I post mostly every day with Warlock Thanos news or images from the issues we've covered at resurrectionsadamwarlock.tumblr.com, and go like our Facebook page. Just search for Adam Warlock and it should come up. Ever since I started doing the show, I've been noticing more and more random people uh, following me on Twitter. And I have no idea if it has anything to do with the show or if it's just random people going, yeah, why not? Maybe if I follow this person, they'll follow me back. I don't know, but I'd like to. So, this episode's going up at the very end of August, starting September 2nd, 
or I should just say on September 2nd, I am going to, on my Twitter page, put up the hashtag Resurrections Adam Warlock. So if you are following the show, you know, you follow the show, please put that on yours too so we can uh, find each other. And I know whether or not you're following me because of that or if though you're not following me then obviously because you're some random person. Follow me on Twitter. And now it's a bit creepy. I'm going to go turn on the lights now. Calabac, Tassad, it is I, Darkseid. I command you to listen to the Who's Who podcast. Uncover the powers and weaknesses of the Super Friends so that I may destroy them. Aquaman and Superman, Animal Man and Plastic Man, Firestorm and Nuclear Man, Batman and Hawkman, 2D Man and Hour Man. Who are all these people, man? They're all part of the DC. Who's who? Ultra Boy and Booster Gold, Lightning Lass and Hippolyta, Pam, Stranger, Fitchick, and Arisia and Woody Weeks. Hey, hey, hey. What? What about that one guy? What guy? Mr. Pretzel, Mr. Lipstick, Mr. Mitzelfuzzle? Mr. Mitzi's Pitlick? Yeah, him. He's also part of the DC. Who's who? Who's Who, the definitive podcast of the DC Universe. Available monthly at Aquaman Shrine, Firestorm Fan, and on iTunes and Stitcher as part of the Fire and Water Pod. Okay, so now we're on the Friends and Enemies section of the show. And in case you haven't listened before, or, you know, you keep turning off before we get to this part. Uh, the Friends and Enemies part, we're basically going to show you whatever Marvel books had the same publication date as the book we covered, which is December 2014, that Adam or Thanos have appeared in before, and we've covered on the show already. Because at the 2014, they've both appeared in a lot of books. And but it doesn't have to be those. on the actual release date of this title, right? Just the same Did month. You, just in the month, okay. Yeah, it just came out in the same month. But it's also going to be ones we've actually covered on the show. You know, we've covered Fantastic Four, Hulk, Captain Marvel. The different Captain Marvel, but still, it's Captain Marvel. You know, it says Captain Marvel. It's good enough for me. And Thor on the show before, so that's why we're doing these. But that's why, for instance, you know, even though he's appeared in some Spider-Man books, we've never covered a Spider-Man book yet on the show, so I'm not going to bother telling you what Spidey's up to. I'm going to do the first few, and Buck's going to do the last ones. Now, by the way, this book came out the same month as Thanos, a Got Up There Listening miniseries. Um, I'm not going to mention that here because that's a Thanos series, or at least it has his name in the title, so we're going to cover that at some other point in the show. Sometime. I have no idea when. <laughs> anyway, first up is Captain Marvel from the 2014 series, number 8. So this is the Carol Danvers Captain Marvel. Released the Flark in Part 2 by Kelly Sue DeConnick and Markio Takara. Okay. I probably screwed that up horribly. Oh, I'm going to butcher names when I get to mine, so don't feel bad. <laughs> Good. Carol's bombastic adventure through space of her pet Chewie continues. Rocket was white, right, though, Carol Kors. There's more to Chewie than meets the eye. But where did the Flurkin come from? Chewie is mom to hundreds. Where was she hiding all those Flurkin eggs, and is this the end for Carol and her pet? Now, is Chewie a triple? No, it's her cat. Okay. Actually, it's not a cat, though. It looks like a cat, but it's called a Flurkin. Oh my god, it's, it's another rocket raccoon thing. I'm not a freaking raccoon, we just look like him. Well, yeah, but Chewie's more like a... Chewie is still pretty much a cat. Okay. It's not. It doesn't talk like, raccoon, like okay. Rocket, at least. 
It's a it's a fun issue. I, mean, I don't know if you read the series this run. No, I haven't. It's a fun run. There was some cool stuff with it. But yeah, this was fun. Carol going through space with her cat, fight monsters. All right, and next up we have the Fantastic Four. In fact, we're gonna have there were three issues of the Fantastic Four out this month. Issues eleven and twelve, and the annual, which is a lot of FF for one month. Especially considering the annual would have been five bucks. Oh, and I think FF was probably was probably most Marvel, most of the books were four. So yeah, you just reading one FF this month would have cost you thirteen bucks. And here's a hint: I read all three of these this past weekend on the Marvel site. You want to save some money? It's a good way to go. Anyway, Fantastic Four Annual Number One from the 2014 run: Fairy Tale by James Robinson and Tom Grummet. Attack on Castle Doom. Sue Richards goes to Latveria to confront Doctor Doom for the safety and welfare of her daughter Valeria. See the majesty of Doctor Doom's sylvan country blown apart as he and the Invisible Woman turn Latveria into a battlefield. And when it's over and the smoke is cleared, whose side will Valeria be on? Hint, not her mom's. That little bitch. Uh, her mom is just nuts in this episode. This woman's a little nuts in this issue. She just shows up ranting and raving. Well, she's trying to get her little girl back. Yeah, but her little girl went there voluntarily and they knew it. And Sue's like, everything's going bad and things are horrible and the government took away the other kids. So you've got to come home with me. And they even say to her, Doom says, wouldn't she just be taken away from you like the government, like, you know, by the government? Well, we'll go into hiding. He goes, yes, I can see how my offer of being in the castle and being with the ruler of this country has no chance against your life on the run. <laughs> so that was fun. I liked that. So it was good. And then we also have Fantastic Four number 11, East of Eden part three by James Robinson and Leonard Kirk. While fighting a rogues gallery of powerhouse villains in prison, Ben Grimm finds an unlikely ally. With the information he's learned, Johnny Storm's best friend, Wyatt Wingfoot, is in danger. Hunted by a mysteriously familiar bowman. Who can help Wyatt in his hour of need? Maybe Johnny's other best friend, the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And I'm guessing you haven't read this run either, obviously, since mm. 2014 you said yeah. you haven't bought comics in two years. Yeah, no, I, I'm uh, pretty far behind. They... I like this issue. It was cool. Ben Grimm in prison was cool. Getting the fights and beating the crap out of people in the, in the shower. Yeah, I can't imagine he's going to be anyone's prison bitch. I think they were trying, but he beat the hell out of them. And they do a really, they do the really well typical comic page with Wyatt Wigfoot trying to help Johnny and like figure out what's going on. Like who's trying to take down the FF from behind the scenes. And he, this guy starts all of a sudden hunting him. And they do the whole thing with like the inner dialogue and everything. You read the two pages, and you were expecting Wyatt to be killed. Like you're going, oh crap! I know where this is going. I've read enough books. I know where this is going. I know where this is going. You know, and he, you know, he's like, no, I'm going to face this like a man. You know, I'm not going to be afraid. You know, he tells the guy do it, and the next you know, you turn the page and you see flip. And Spidey's like, I did it. Is that okay? And it's like, oh, that's awesome. All right, your turn. Joy, Fantastic Four, number 12 from 2014. East of Eden, part four. By James Robinson and Leonard Kirk. The amazing wall crawler pays a visit to rehabilitate his best friend. And so it begins. The rise of Johnny Storm. Johnny has a desperate message for Ben Grimm. But will the thing ever trust him again? Plus, Mr. Fantastic, attacked by Iron Man? All right, so... 
So why was he attacked by Iron Man? Well, I don't fully know because I haven't. I'm reading these. I'm reading these issues because I read all these ones we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. I haven't read the next set yet until we get to you know preparing for the next episode. Okay. But I'll tell you this though, if I if this is Iron Man attacking him, can you guess who the Bowman is who attacks White Wingfoot in issue eleven and almost kills him? Well, once you said Bowman, uh, the first one that popped in my head was uh, uh, Hawkeye. Yes. Yeah. But it's not the Hawkeye and Iron Man we're used to, because they even mentioned that in the next issue, in 12. It's the Heroes Reborn version. Wait, seriously? Yeah, it's the Heroes Reborn versions of Iron Man. The Jim Lee and the Rob Liefeld, Jim Lee, Iron Man, and the Rob Liefeld version of Hawkeye. Okay, I don't remember the... Uh Heroes Reborn, Hawk, Hawkeye, but Iron Man, I vaguely remember because I, re- I, I was a bit young. I wasn't fully into comics at that time, so I was reading them sporadically. But he I really re- remember liking the Heroes Reborn uh, storyline. Yeah, he had like the steam stack coming out of his back. Yeah. It looked like, it looked like steam things, yeah. The Hawkeye kind of looked like a bit like Wolverine's costume. Well, I, I, I almost always kind of felt like that and still do because of the way it's set up. Just a different color uh, scheme. Yeah, but no, I mean, like the Hawkeye and the Heroes Were Born, it even was kind of like colored a bit, like the Wolverine. Like it was kind of like that uh, brownish color really? that Wolverine had. Huh. I, I gotta check this out real In quick. In fact, yeah. So that's who's attacking them. That's who's attacking them. So I don't know yet how that's worked out. Oh my god, yeah. Holy shit, that is a hideous outfit. Yes. I, I don't remember that one at all during the. Uh, Heroes Reborn. I guess I didn't read that one. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that's who's attacking Wyatt in these issues in Mister Fantastic. So, I'm just I want to see how the next how the story plays out because I'm curious, you know, how that worked out with the Heroes Reborn thing. Yeah, I, I want to know how the Heroes Reborn came to be. I'm assuming they're not. Yeah, Stark I'm, and uh, it's not the real. I mean, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, they say that in issue twelve they have the guy in prison. And they say it looks just like Clint Barton, but they know it's not him because he's with the, doing stuff with the Avengers. Hmm. So I'm trying to figure out how that is because originally what it was was that it was the original characters, you know, sent during onslaught to this other world that Franklin created, and then right. brought back, so they weren't there anymore. So I'm just wondering or how this worked out, but since Franklin created that whole world, maybe somehow the replacements were created for them. Yeah, that could be. I'm just wondering. That's my guess so far. Maybe where this might be going is that it's replacements created, you know, that created on that world, you know, for the people who left, and they don't want, they want to still exist, and are willing to kill to exist. How dare they want to survive? But we'll see where that goes. We'll see, we'll see where that goes because I really was expecting Y to be killed. I am kind of hoping that that brings back the whole uh, reborn universe. Well, we'll I know see. I know that's a far-fetched hope, but still. Well, we'll see what happens after Secret Wars. Book number seven from 2014. The <laughs> Omega Hulk. The, the Omega Hulk, Chapter 3, by Gary Dugan and Mark Bagley. Doc Green gets his suits... <laughs> Doc Green gets his sights on more gamma targets. Doc... Who, who the hell is Doc Green? That sounds like the most made-up, fictitious, stupid, idiotic name for a character I've ever heard, and there's Quilt Man and Kite Man. That's the Hulk. 
They now call him Doc Green. It's a new person. I don't know, because I've not read issues one through six of this run. Okay. But it seems like it's a new personality. He seems to feel like he has no connection to Banner whatsoever. And for some reason, as you see here, he's trying to, he is f- hunting down and curing everyone who's gamma, re- who has a gamma radiation powers. So it's essentially what they did in, uh, the Avengers cart, Avengers Assemble cartoon when, uh, they, they like locked up all the gamma yes. people and they're trying to, uh, cure them. Yes. So. He's curing everybody. The first, he start, I mean, he already cured uh, Rick Jones of being the new abomination, so that's over with. Oh, that's cool. So he's not A-bomb anymore. Good, because I, I hated that name. <laughs> yeah. And he yeah he goes after Scar here, which is his son. Yeah. And we don't want to spoil it, it says here. <laughs> and do you want to know who the very unexpected green-skinned member of the Hulk family is? After I read the next two bullet points. Okay. All right, so bullet point number two. But were you worried, Doc Green? I really can't get past Doc Green. I'm sorry. Oh, and he's a mohawk. He shaves his head to be a mohawk. Oh, no, 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 no. No. Oh, who does that remind me of? Um, Prime, uh, a, a Prime version. I can't, um, it was like Biker Prime. Oh, God. Yeah, but like when he was in like the, the biker gear, he had the mohawk and the headband. Uh, okay, but you oh, were, when he was like tough guy prime, yeah, and yeah. he had the scar on his face. Yep, and like the because uh, that was from reading Firearm. Because uh, remember, because he had that scar on his face. Um, James Robinson, he was writing that right before he did Starman. Yeah, they they had some good writers on those books. I Steve wish Gerber. I, could, I wish I could remember all of them or even some of them, but I remember like looking at. The uh, writers, whenever I pick up the phone, I'm like, really? He did that? Bullet point two, if I can get past the name. But were you worried Doc Green forgot about the Gamma Corps? Plus, an appearance by a very unexpected green-skinned member of the Hulk family. Would that be She-Hulk? Nope. Would that be the leader? It is Hulkling from the Young Avengers. No way, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I sent it twice by accident. That's why. I was... I sent you the image of the covers. So you can see what Doc Green looks like with the mohawk. Yeah, no, I can't. It's not enlarging. What? Seriously, this update with Skype is not good. Really? So, is he accompanied by uh, Wicca, or is he just by himself? Just by himself. They meet for coffee. They meet for coffee. <laughs> he doesn't go attack him. He just fight. He just has coffee with him. He's like, he actually has like a PSA thing. He's like, you're, you know, because Hulkling tells him, you know, my powers are actually not. From gamma radiation, you know, I look like green, but it's because I'm, a, you know, scroll heritage. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I am looking at the photo now. It finally freaking opened up for me. That is not a look that the Hulk should have. Yes, flattery will get you everywhere, but experimenting with gamma radiation would ruin our new friendship. You would never do that, right, Teddy? Oh, Lord. <laughs> and finally... It was it was amusing though. I do like actually there was a nice little bit where as they're having coffee, the Hulk basically just pours the entire creamer in the entire pot of coffee and puts some sugar in and just stirs that and just drinks out of the whole like a whole pot that's brought to him. Oh yeah, that, that's going to be like a normal cup for us. I know. So but it's, it was just a nice little touch. I like that. That was a fun little touch. All right, Thor number one from 2014, if he be worthy, by Jason Aaron and Russell Dutterman. 
I hope I pronounced that one right. No clue. The Great Hammer. <sighs> <laughs> I was about to say, you lucked out with names, because really, this, that one name was the only hard one. You know, Jason Aaron, Mark Hagley. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. The, the Great Hammer, meow, meow, lies on the moon, <laughs> unable to be <laughs> lifted by... <laughs> Unable to be lifted by anyone in all the heavens, even Thor. Okay, how does Vision from Age of Ultron pick up the damn hammer? He's not human. Okay, no, point number two. (laughs) Dark has befallen the God of Thunder, leaving him weakened and for the first time in forever, unworthy. But what frost giants invade? I'm sorry. But when frost giants invade Earth, the hammer will be lifted, and an all-new Thor will arise—a Thor unlike any we've seen before. Who is this new goddess of thunder? Not even Odin knows. Now I have to say I actually know who it is. Yep, so do I. And I know how it plays out, and I have to say that's actually really neat. Yeah, I, I'm. I like this run of Thor. I read this whole run as it was coming out, and it's good. Yeah, to be honest, like, when they said it was just going to be a chick, I'm like, okay, they're just doing this to get more female readers. And, you know, part of me is like, okay, that's fine. But really, how how is it going to be different? What are they going to do to entice me to want to read? And then I find out the uh, story. I'm like, holy shit, now I kind of want to read all this. And Thor's still in it. You know, he's not he's not completely out of the book. Yeah. So he's in the book. He's a big. He's a part to play. He's a big part to play too. I mean, yeah, she, but I, I would say she gets like sixty percent of the book, and he has like forty percent of the run of the of the total overall run. But she has to like give up the power to save Thor, right? If I remember right. Mm, no, I mean, actually, at the end of the series, I think she still has it. But I thought the only way she was uh, revealed to be who she was was by giving up the power. Oh, you know what? I I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't remember. Because I thought um, maybe what happened was like Thor was in a lot of trouble, and he's like, "I know who you are, but I'm okay with it. I deem you worthy." And like he goes out and still tries to protect her, but she's like, "I can't let someone else who I care about die just to save my life." And like she tosses the hammer at him, and you know, lightning strikes everywhere, and he becomes who we all know him to be. I don't know, because as far as I know, she's still going to be Thor after Secret Wars. I have to. Re- I could be wrong. I mean, so, I, I, I know she's going to be Thor after Secret Wars, but I could be wrong about how this. I could be wrong about how the series ends. I'm going to have to reread that. So the issue with her has been cured, that you know of. Uh, no, as far as I know, that's still an issue actually. Because that that her having the power was what was keeping her alive. Yeah. That, that's why I I'm like, is she? Dead now, or no? Because in um in event the new Avengers series that's going to come after Secret Wars, she's going to be a member of the Avengers. Huh. Keep in mind, uh, this information is not coming from me as a reader, but someone who was just reading the uh, plot points and the synopsis and them as they go. And you know, comic me, book sites. So yeah, and me reading it before was I was reading it, but I was reading it at the store I work at, which sells them. So I was kind of reading these at lunch and then putting it back. So it's not like me taking it home and looking at it here and there, or being able to peruse it again if I was curious. It's me reading it once and that's it. Yeah. If I don't, if I forgot, I forgot. <laughs> but it was a good run. Just based off of that alone, I would read that whole run. I was like, wow, that 
because it's not often that there's someone in the comic book world where I'm like, oh, that's that one got me. <laughs> I mean, surely do a lot of things where I don't see it coming, but it doesn't get me to the point where like, oh wow, that was really good. That was really interesting. Usually it's just like, yeah, that's been done before. Yeah, yeah, they, wonderful. They did, a, they did a really cool issue in the middle of the run of Thor try, going through all the women in his life trying to figure out who it could be. Yep, I remember that. I remember someone pointing that out. But yeah, so some decent books and some weird books. One book with Meow Meow? Yes. And one book with a Mohawk Hulk. Ugh. I could have gone my entire life without seeing that. And on that note, I think we've exhausted the talk on this issue. Oh, yeah. And probably some other issues. <laughs> yes. So. But don't worry, people, because Buck will be back soon to cover Thanos vs. Hulk number two. And hopefully I'll be a bit more prepared than this time. But this was more prepared than I was for any Podwreck episode. It's more prepared than I usually am, so you're fine. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> Say goodbye, Buck. We'll see you again in just a few, just an episode or two. Later, everybody. Resurrections, an Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast, is a fan-made production, and no copyright infringement is intended, or happening, or even understood. The opening music for this podcast is Intro Pompeii by Lino Rise, and the closing music is Dark and Dramatic by DJ Puzzle. Both are licensed by the Creative Commons license. You can find Lino Rise at free-intro-music.com and DJ Puzzle at peacelovproductions.com. Links to both can be found on the Tumblr page.